Hello, and welcome to the Our Foundations podcast. My name is Joshua. I am your host, and today's episode will be the wrap-up for Season 4. And it will be basically an overview of everything. That is the goal for this episode. So I'm trying to keep with this theme that I had in season four, where I went over all of the topics and concepts and history and conspiracy and just all the different things that I've covered over the years, and stepped back, took a few steps back, looked at it from a macro perspective, and basically tied all the things together, put some puzzle pieces together, added some new information, and covered them in a different way with additional and different content. And that has been what season four is. So if you have never had a chance to listen to the entire show, then season four is your opportunity to get at least the most important aspects of everything I've covered all in one season. That is what season four is. And you will get a good bit, even though you will also miss out on a good bit as well. But since a lot of people have come on since season four or shortly before it, I wanted to go back and basically go over uh, everything that has happened from episode one to season four. And since, again, I had covered a lot of the topics and concepts that I've covered over the past few years and done that for season four, what I want to do for this episode is go back to the specific episodes so that If you are interested, you at least know what's out there and how much more information there is and some of the specific things so that something might catch your ear as I talk about it in this episode, and then you know where to go back and listen to it. Or it might be that when I go over all the details and things like that and all the specifics that have been covered, maybe it's not of interest to you and you move on, and that's perfectly fine too. But that is what I'm doing in this episode, and then the following episode should be the beginning of Season 5. Now, at the same time, I am uh, setting up a venture, and that is taking up a lot of my time and efforts and resources, and so that's actually why I no longer produce an episode every single Tuesday evening for a release It is now on Tuesday or Wednesday or Thursday or who knows when, whenever I get to it, generally between Tuesday and Thursday. But uh, that is the reason for that. And if there is a delay, there might be a week or two in between the official launch of season five. And now, uh, if there is, I'll let you know. I'm really not sure, to be honest. We get started up first week of August, and that is just, I guess, two weeks away. So we'll see how that goes. But I expect to just continue one episode a week like I always have. So let's just get into the specifics. So if we go back to the first few episodes that were covered, there was a series on the origins of the systems that we live in. And so these would be uh, the system of government, system of money, and the education system. Those were the key things that I focused on. So I did an episode about these systems and why they're so important. Then I did a specific episode on the origins of government, where the idea of government and the state came from, and some early examples of very early governments. Then I did the same thing for money. Where did the use of money come from? How did that come from barter and trade? And when did precious metals come into play? And how did that lead us to 
fiat money, which fiat money is quite old as well. But again, this is the origins of money. So this goes way back to the beginnings of banking and all of that kind of stuff. And then I did an episode on the origins of education. So if you've ever wondered what did people do to educate their kids before there was a public education system, uh, this is your episode. And uh, that one covered everything from the ancient Greeks to Rome to some of the early Native Americans and some other groups and peoples that were around in those very early time periods. And so it was basically all about where did this idea of education come from and how did that lead to a state-sponsored thing? And that was the, those were the three main episodes in this first series. Then I did one on themes that were early themes in early societies. And this would be, if I remember right, it would be religion and family and probably one more that I can't think of right now. But there were ones that came up in the origins of government, the origins of money, and the origins of education. There were these certain themes that, that threaded their way through each one of these in the beginnings of, of these uh, things as something that was done in an organized way in early societies. Then I did a case study episode on governance versus government. And this was using ancient Israel under Mosaic law. They had this system where they had governance, but they did not have a centralized official government. They had no king. They had no parliament. They had no voting. They had nothing of this nature, nor did they have a dictatorship of any kind. There was not one person or one group that made all the rules or decided all the things, but instead it was a very decentralized system and society. And so I wanted to highlight that aspect in a specific case study for a people group that was around in these much earlier times for governance versus government. Then the next series that I did, this is all in season one, would be uh, modern aspects of these systems that we live in. So I did one on modern political theory. So everything from democracy to a republic to uh, what else did I do? I think I did communism and libertarianism and all of these various political ideologies and theories that are around in the more modern world. Then I did the same thing for money, where I looked at the Federal Reserve and modern monetary systems, and what does that look like? So I brought it with the origins up to fiat money, and this is about the kind of origins of fiat money and that becoming a centralized and established system. Then I did one on the modern education system and the public school system. This would be, uh, I, I believe, if I remember right, a lot of this came from John Taylor Gatto, who did a lot of work, very good work on these things and a lot of the issues that go on with schooling versus education and how that came to be in our modern society. How did we go from a country, let's look at the United States under uh, their colonial system, how did it go from that to being mandated public schools run by the state? And where did that lead them? And what was that evolution? And what are some of the issues with that? So there was an episode on that. I did a 
episode on Austrian economics versus Keynesian economics. So another one of these theories, this is an economic theory. So it's not the political theory, but it's not just money and banking, it's economics. And so um, that was a debate that was going on a lot in the uh, modern time period, let's say within the past 50 years or more probably 100 years, somewhere in that range. And so that is what I cover next. And then I did a case study episode on the Founding Fathers and the Federalist coup. So this was all about the Founding Fathers and how the Federalists took over and came up with the Constitution and all of the issues with that. And I followed a lot of the documents that were going around at that time, the the Bill of Rights, the Constitution, the Declaration of Independence, the Federalist Papers, lots of different things. And so that will be a, uh, I guess, a reconstructionist view of the early founding of America. Then I moved on to our current time period and brought things up to today. So the previous series was on the modernity, so to say. So say the past uh, 100 years or so up into a few decades ago. Then I did a series on what's going on right now. And I did a whole episode on divisive politics and PC culture. And this is well before even knowing the term, the Church of Woke, that I've talked about a lot. But uh, the beginnings of some of those ideas were in that episode. Then I did one on the debt-based society that we live in today, where everything is based on debt and credit and loans and the banking system and all these things and all of the issues with that, basically, that were kind of on the brink of some sort of major economic issue. And I think I called it within the next few years. And I did possibly have been uh, shown to be correct in that. We'll, we'll see if we turn around in the markets and inflation and all of those things. But those were the things that I called out were a downturn in the markets and inflation starting to rise and other countries being less favorable to the United States. And yeah, that was back in 2019. Then I did one on the conditioned society that we live in. So with the modern education system and the public school system and how they teach kids, how they do schooling, what has that resulted in? It's resulted in this conditioned society that we live in, conditioned for certain ways of thinking, certain parameters, uh, operating in a certain way in our modern society. And so I did an episode on that. Then I kind of did the beginnings of the Corruption and Conspiracy series. That one is one that I really enjoyed. There's a lot of very detailed information. I say very detailed. You can go to the extreme on this stuff. But uh, compared to the maybe two episodes that I did in season four on Corruption and Conspiracy, there is a lot more in this one. So I did a full episode on some very influential books throughout the centuries that a lot of these ideas behind these corruption and conspiracy aspects that I talk about after this, where these come from, things like eugenics and transhumanism and uh, the idea of being the elite and the elect and where that comes from, and things of this nature. So I go over these various books that were very influential and that a lot of the names that will come up in the next few episodes, uh, where a lot of them cite some of their ideas and things that they uh, push for and policies and things like that. So that was an episode on those books. Then I did one on 
the Rhodes Roundtable Groups and the Society of the Elect, and that uh, largely came from Carol Quigley's Tragedy and Hope, The History of the World in Our Time. That would be a book where he basically details all about the Rhodes Roundtable Groups. Uh, I also went into the Last Will and Testament of Cecil Rhodes and some work from Antony Sutton and... Uh, I don't even remember who else. There there are quite a few that I pulled from, but uh, that was a whole episode on that. And arguably, that is the group that, that basically was the beginnings of who runs the world today. And I think if you listen to all of that, this whole series, that episode and on, I, I think you would probably agree with that. So the next episode was Corruption and Conspiracy in Government. And so I specifically looked at things related to the government. That could be the CIA, the NSA, that could be the State Department. There were all different kinds of things. I'm not sure if I talked about Ruby Ridge and Waco. If I didn't, it is things like that, MKUltra, things of that nature. So I did a whole episode on that. Then I did a whole episode on corruption through money and finance. So this is the banking system. This is the beginnings of the Federal Reserve. This is the central banks colluding together. This is all of these kinds of things related to the more economic side of things. Then I did one with corruption and control through the education system. And this gets uh, a lot of, in my opinion, some of the most interesting stuff where you had uh, people like the Rockefellers and the Carnegies that had a huge role to play in creating the modern education system. They were basically the foundation for what we have today, and they had certain reasons for that, and there's a lot of evidence for this, and it is extremely interesting and damning. And so that is one to definitely enjoy. The following would be a whole episode on eugenics. And that one, I believe, was very good and very important because eugenics is probably the number one ideology when you really dig into what's going on at the very high levels in the world today and corruption and conspiracy in general. Then I did an episode on the New World Order, and uh, Old World Philosophy. So this would be uh, a time. I don't know if it's the first time that I went back to Plato. I have gone to Plato many times, but this would be a time that I went all the way back to Plato and uh, looked at the Republic and some of his ideas there and went all the way, fast forward, all the way to this idea of a New World Order. You've heard, um, I guess, if you have not listened to previous seasons, you might not have heard me play this, but uh, President Bush, both presidents, that were named Bush have talked about the New World Order. Obama talked about the New World Order. Biden talked about the New World Order. All of these people have said this phrase, this this concept of a New World Order. And that goes to the World Economic Forum, that goes to Council on Foreign Relations. uh, All of them have talked about this idea. And so I talk about that idea and the early philosophies that basically were the same thing. Then after that, I break out from, I guess, covering the systems of our society from this perspective that brought us from the origins all the way up into modern times and all the crap that went wrong. So now I get into the alternatives. So still modern times. And what are some of the alternatives? What's some of the pushback to 
all of these things and all of these issues. So I did one on, I did a whole series on agorism, one on agorism and self-sufficiency, one on agorism in material goods and money and things of that nature, one on agorist philosophy, and one on agorism in action. That would be the case study of a few people that live out the idea of agorism. And I did one on agorist communities as well, where there are various communities of uh, very varying beliefs that uh, practice agorism outright. And so what do those communities look like? So one on individuals, one on communities, and all the episodes on everything in between. So after that series on agorism, I did basically a series on, I guess you could say it's against the state. So everything from the moral issues with the state in general, government in general, to the practical issues and arguments for why there shouldn't be a state or why it would be better without a state. I did a whole episode on an option for voluntary government. Yes, that is a possibility. It's not necessarily what I would go for, but it is something. So some people would say, oh, we need a government. Well, if you really think we need a government and you want a government, what about a voluntary government? How does that sound? That would at least be much better and I could get behind that. You can have your voluntary government and I will voluntarily choose not to join you. But that is an option. And so I lay out the fact that that actually is an option and how you could actually move from our current system and form of government to a voluntary government. Then after this, I did, I guess, the case study on anarcho-capitalism. And so I did a whole episode on anarcho-capitalism. I called it an ANCAP 101. That would be episode 38 of season one. And that one is, has been very popular. I guess a lot of people that are looking into anarcho-capitalism, what is it? it? It's a very good summary of that concept. And what's even better about it is that the next main episode that I did was objections to anarcho-capitalism. And so I covered what it was and then covered a lot of these objections of who's going to build the roads and won't warlords take over and all of these kinds of things. So I cover all those big ones and I think that is definitely a a set of episodes that you should listen to if anarcho-capitalism is something you need to dig into. The next series that I did in season one was on blockchain. So I did a whole episode on blockchain in general. What is it? What is this technology? How does it work? I did one on Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies. So what are cryptocurrencies? How do those work? What are the various types? Uh, Where did Bitcoin come from? These kinds of things. Then I did one on blockchain platforms and use cases. So this would be uh, various things. You get into things like Ethereum and DeFi and NFTs, although I believe at this time NFTs weren't really a big thing. I don't even know if I said the name NFT, but I did talk about the concept of what an NFT is and using that for things like digital ID or um, verifications and tokens and things like this. Then I did an episode on blockchain ideology and responses So a more philosophical episode on blockchain. And uh, that wrapped up, well, roughly wrapped up the blockchain series. I also did a case study on PIVX and Cardano, which were two uh, blockchain projects that I really liked at the time. And I, I still, if I had to pick some that were my favorites, those would probably be them still. And so I did a case study on both of those. They were both very good examples, I felt, because they hit uh, 
two different perspectives with two different goals. They both had faced some pretty big challenges. And so um, I did that episode. And then I went back like a year later and did an interview with someone involved in the PivX project because PivX had an issue with their privacy protocol. So they were using a privacy protocol that originated in another coin and been around for many years and was thought to be uh, very spot on, very secure, everything else. Well, then it turned out there was a vulnerability. So luckily, PivX was able to um, basically halt the the, the application of that privacy protocol on their coin before it was exploited. They didn't really have any issues with it, but then they had to go out and find a new one and uh, do that in a way that actually was very secure. And uh, it was you know a big challenge and a whole process. So I interviewed somebody about that that was involved with the PIVX team and did a whole episode that was that interview. And this was done again like a year later, and then I just inserted it back into the record uh, right after that PIVX and Car- Cardano case study. So then the next series that I did was on alternatives and to the education system. So this would be things like homeschooling. This would be uh, also alternatives within the public education system. So charter schools and forest kindergartens and some of the various programs that are going on in public school systems that are actually in many ways, good. I guess yeah, if I could put a value judgment on it, they are somewhat good. Then uh, homeschooling, and I went over the various philosophies of homeschooling, like unschooling and uh, people like the classical conversations folks and all kinds of Charlotte Mason, all kinds of different things like that. And then I did an episode on college alternatives and self-education. That would be a very good one for folks that are debating on whether or not them or their kids should go to college. And what if they don't? What are they going to do? And what are some other options? And what are things that actually might give you a better education than four years at college, and you can get it done cheaper and quicker? There are things like that. So I did that. And then I did a whole episode on nature, technology and education. So you've got this kind of a dichotomy between nature and a lot of the uh, education systems and uh, philosophies that I talked about, especially in homeschooling, were, were related to nature and revolved around nature. But you have new technology, and that is something to learn, and that opens up opens up many more opportunities, but in some ways they conflict with each other, nature and technology. And so this is something that needs to be balanced and needs to be uh, handled properly. Then I did a case study episode on three different alternative options for the various stages of education. I did Sudbury schools, which are very interesting. They are democratic, which is not one that I would uh, be a huge fan of, but they uh, also, they basically offer a school setting where kids, the students there, are the ones that actually run the school, and they um, do self-directed learning and all kinds of things like that. That It's actually really interesting. Then I did uh, something on the Ron Paul homeschooling curriculum, which is a really good one and uh, have heard a lot of good things about it. Then one on Praxis, which is a college alternative. And so I covered all three of those in that case study episode. And then I wrapped up season one with an episode on the overarching concepts of centralization versus decentralization and uh, what that looked like all the way through season one, and then did one on the power 
behind the scenes. So this is something that's been looming in the background of the entire season, that there there are these power players behind the scenes, and our systems are corrupted and corrupted intentionally to put us where we are today. What's going on behind the curtain? And so I did an episode on that that wrapped up season one and took us into season two. Season two, I did a whole series, or I guess a whole season, on a parallel between the Reformation time period and modern times. And so I uh, was trying to come up with an, an historical example of what we are going through today. And the Reformation is absolutely the best, in my opinion. Rome would probably be second. But the Reformation, I think, is much better, where you have all of these various shifts going on. It's not just culturally. It's not just governmentally. It's uh, not just religious. It's not just any of these things. It's all of them together. You have the new technology, the printing press, or the internet. You have the decentralization of the overarching power, which would be now the state and political divisiveness, and then it would be the church and the various denominations. You have the beginnings of the nation state, just like today you have the beginnings of, you could say, the New World Order or the technocracy or whatever you want to call it. You had a lot of various shifts in the culture during the time period of the Reformation as well, just like we have some major cultural shifts going on today, and just all kinds of various things. You have wars that were going on, and uh, various reasons for that, and excuses for these wars, and all kinds of stuff. So I did a whole uh, series on this that uh, I believe was very good. It was uh, worthy of an entire season. So the beginning of season two, I uh, brought on other podcasters that are relatively experts in their field. They do podcasts on uh, specific things that I wanted to talk about in relation to this comparison. So first, I brought on a uh, Pete Quinones. And if you're familiar with, I guess it was Freeman Beyond the Wall at the time. Now it would be the Pete Quinones show. He came on and uh, basically gave the libertarian take and kind of warmed people up to a libertarian perspective. If you are very familiar with him or libertarianism in general, that you might not need to listen to those episodes. Uh, all of these interviews, by the way, I had to split up into multiple episodes because they were multiple hours long. But uh, the Pete Quinones one was the least... I guess, uh, applicable. And so you could always start off with the second interview. And that would be a Christian humanist that came on to talk about Christian humanism and talk about the history of um, some of the theology and things like that behind the Reformation. Then I brought on a Catholic and we discussed the time period uh, leading up to and post-Reformation, uh, as well as the theology and some of these parallels to modern times, all of this uh, with a Catholic, so from a Catholic perspective, which was very helpful and I believe very insightful. The next one was the host of the Libertarian Christian Institute, or the might be the Libertarian Christian Podcast, I believe is how it is titled and branded, and he came on to talk about just a general Christian perspective of politics and theology and this relationship, and in all of these, it was, it was tying together this parallel between the Reformation and now. Then I brought on some 
historians, uh, so to say. I don't know if they're officially historians or not. I believe one's actually a history teacher, so I guess that definitely does count. But uh, I brought on the first guy who does the History of the Papacy podcast, and he's covered a lot of these, uh, this history of this time period. And so he was able to go into a lot of detail, and a lot of it was very enlightening. I was learning new things. I went back and listened to these episodes, these two in particular, the History of the Papacy podcast guy and Wittenberg to Westphalia. And both of them I listened to like a year later, and it was just as good, if not better, the second time around than uh, when I originally recorded it and then re-listened to it for editing sake. And so I uh, interviewed those guys, and those guys were extremely good. Those were very long. The History of the Papacy interview was three episodes, and the Wittenberg to Westphalia was four so those are uh, basically uh, each episode is an hour. So that's three hours and four hours of talking about these things. And that really got into the history. So if you're not very familiar with the history of that time period of the Reformation, which really is what brings us into modern Western uh, society, then I would highly, highly recommend those interviews. The first one is episode 2.5 would be part one. You got part one, part two, part three, and then in 2.9, you have four parts. In between there, I actually went back. I had already recorded all these interviews, and I was editing them and releasing them one at a time, but uh, you had COVID-19 hit, and when the coronavirus came, it was very evident that a lot of these shifts that I was talking about in this season were happening right before our eyes. So I had been talking about uh, a lot of the issues that were actually going on, about uh, shifting into a more technocratic view where you had uh, global organizations that took a more prominent role. You had the decentralization of politics, and this was when, I guess, when Trump was going down and the Democrats were starting to take over. You had things like the George Floyd riots going on. And all of these, I did not, you know, I did not foresee these specific things. But the concepts were ones that I had been talking about this whole time. And so I did a trilogy of episodes. And this is probably only a few months into the uh, coronavirus pandemic. That would be April, looks like April 7th is when I released the first episode. So April was pretty early on. That was probably like two months in roughly. And so uh, with that, I was able to look at this from a very raw, very early perspective and talk about these various parallels to the Reformation time period and the other content that we had been discussing and shifting into the technocracy and what that looked like. And so I did a trilogy on coronavirus related to these things. Then at the end of these interviews, I did the two history guys, and then I brought on a pair of guys from the Panoptic com, uh, Panoptic podcast, and this was all about uh, political theory, philosophy, technology, and how all of these play a role in the shifts that are going on in modern society, as well as some of these historical parallels. And that was a really good one as well. That one was also four episodes, so about a four-hour-long interview with those two. Then... The rest of season two is flushing out this parallel between the Reformation and now, but just me. I went back to monologuing and uh, went into the details of specific aspects. So ideological movements, uh, macro shifts, the source of law, consolidation of power, business models, the rise and fall of Rome and other things, uh, class, hierarchy and institutions, history and warfare, 
all of these kinds of things. I just had various topics that did not get covered in the interviews. And originally, I wasn't even going to do many interviews that kind of came up unexpectedly. And so I went back to all of these various things, the the influence of technology, the internet versus the printing press, uh, education, shifts in education, banking and war, uh, statism, feudalism, globalism, all kinds of various things. And so I did all of that, then getting to the end of season two. Well, I guess the end of season two was an episode on statism that, and I said statism is a religion. And I've talked about that uh, more recently, but this was the first episode where I specifically talked about that. That was the entire episode. And that wrapped up season two. And that brought us into an interim period where there were some topics and concepts and things that I hadn't gotten a chance to cover in the first two seasons because they were Um, the episodes themselves weren't scripted, but the outline was fairly scripted that there were specific things that I was covering and these just didn't fit in. So I tried to fit in these things. I did an update on COVID-19 because this was now October versus April. That was a a huge uh, time lapse in the early days. And so I did an update on that. I talked about the transition between two ages that were shifting out of the age of economics and into the age of science. And some of this stuff I did flesh out much more later on, but these were kind of the first times I mentioned these things. Then I did two episodes on parallels between dystopian fiction and other works and uh, modern things that are going on today. So 1984, Machiavelli's The Prince, The Panopticon, Plato, Brave New World, Foundation, all kinds of things like this, which I also do talk about in more detail later on. Then... I continued on with various topics that I had not had a chance to cover. I talked about social cycles, uh, the dystopian world that we live in, one on manufacturing consent, one on podcast recommendations, so all kinds of podcasts that I've listened to over the years. I did a whole episode on investing, and then another episode specifically on cryptocurrency investing. Then I talked about the homestead that I live on and that evolution, talked about agorism and starting an agorist group, uh, libertarianism, uh, talked about this idea of is there a grand conspiracy or is this just the natural outworkings of the evolution of society? And it's both to uh, go ahead and give you the spoiler there. And so then that was going to be the end roughly of this interim time period. But that's when Vin Armani came on the scene. And I heard him in some interviews, I think with Pete Quinones, and then listened to him some other times. And he was talking about these historical cycles and patterns, which I had recently, at this point, I had recently been digging into and researching and had talked about a few times on the podcast. So I brought him on to do an interview. We did a very long interview. It's also four episodes long, but uh, it was very, I guess, in-depth, and there was a lot to it. And so what I decided to do was break this up into multiple episodes where I played one section of the Venermani interview, which would be roughly 45 minutes or an hour, somewhere around there. And then I did some elaboration episodes before playing the next section. And so since we talked about and alluded to many things that we didn't actually get into deeply, 
I wanted to draw those out more. So like in the first section, for example, he mentioned some of the historical cycles and patterns like the fourth turning and things like this, uh, but just mentioned them in like a sentence or two and moved on. And so I wanted to draw out more information about that and explain what those were, what those theories and concepts were, these kinds of things. And uh, same is true with so many more things. So this was, uh, I would this is an interview in a series that I'd highly, highly, highly recommend. It starts at episode 111. And this was known as the Dim Age series. And it goes all the way up to episode 122. So I guess that's about 11 episodes long. And again, that's uh, both the interview that I did with him and elaborations that I did in between. But I would highly recommend those. The next uh, well, the next interview that I did was Michael Vlahos, and he is the earliest person I can find that used the term the Church of Woke and was talking about these historical cycles and patterns. He went to school with one of the guys that uh, wrote The Fourth Turning, and so he was definitely very tied in with those ideas. And after him, I brought on Julianne Romanello, who is a or was, I guess, a philosophy professor and was in political, what was it, political theory, I guess it was. And so she came on and talked about uh, all of the things going on today, the issues with the education system, issues with blockchain, all these buzzwords that are getting thrown around, um, public-private partnerships, all kinds of things like this. And it was a very good interview. I really enjoyed that one as well. Then I brought on Allison McDowell, who is extremely good on... Uh, the uh, negative aspects of technology and how uh, technology is being used to basically take over society and make us slaves. And that one was extremely interesting as well. Then I brought Ven Armani back onto the show to talk about a book that he had recently written. And it was about Bitcoin and cryptocurrency and how that related to uh, various things that we had talked about in the previous interview. So he came back on and that wrapped up this interim period between season two and season three. Then I finally got on to the next season. So basically, that was a season or two seasons in and of itself. But that would be from, I guess, episode 90 something to episode 132 is the very last uh, episode of that interim time period. Then in season three, I got into the idea of Christianity and the early church. And the main thing was looking at the early church as a historical parallel to an alternative movement that might be possible to happen in today's world. So since I did the Reformation compared to modern times from the macro level, then I wanted to look very specifically on what about alternative movements? What about how do we fight back? How do we change? How do we do something about this? How do we respond? And what is a parallel um, that is historical that we can look at and learn from? And so that parallel was the early church. So I did a whole season on that. I did an episode on the kingdom of God and that concept. Um, so I started off as kind of philosophy and theology, uh, went back to like the the Greeks and Greek philosophy and other ancient religions and all of the parallels between that and the early Christian, uh, I guess, takes on, on the Bible and things like the Elohim, the gods, and the council of gods and all of these kinds of things and how all of that really ties together. 
I did uh, some episodes on the natural order. So basically, I uh, realized that I had been talking about the natural order, that we should be in line with the natural order, that the natural order is a biblical concept, but there is no definition of what the natural order is. So I made a definition and an outline and framework for that and did a few episodes on that. I did one on, or a few, on Christian agorism. I brought on Pete Quinones back onto the show because he had, at that time, he had been discussing a lot about, I guess, Machiavellian uh, politics on a local level and how he believed that that was what people should do. He was saying a lot of negative things about agorism and libertarianism and even the Libertarian Party and that that wasn't really the way, that wasn't going to be very effective. If we want to be effective, we need to get in at the local level and we can do that with a few thousand dollars to push a candidate and actually change some policies, change some bills, and uh, this is how we take power. We need power. And so uh, I disagreed with that stance and wanted to present the other side of things, but I thought that he would be a very good candidate for uh, doing that debate. And he was, he did. I I do not believe that anybody will uh, be convinced by his arguments after listening to that interview, but he did state that case very well. I just don't believe that case really has the legs to stand on uh, in comparison to the idea of agorism, basically. And so um, I, I did bring him on for that to look at a contrarian perspective. And then I continued on and talked about the Christian and the state, the early church, uh, secular religion. And I went over statism, the church of woke, scientism. And that brought us into this idea of technocracy and transhumanism. And then I went into detail on the technocracy frameworks which I had mentioned before in this many episodes ago, I had mentioned 1984, Machiavelli's The Prince, uh, Brave New World, all these different books and dystopian outlooks and how those apply today. Well, I went into detail on all of those and broke all those out and related them to everything I'm talking about in season three. Then I shifted into, I guess, wrapping up this idea of technocracy and Christian technocracy and soft technocracy, and various aspects of technocracy, and uh, that basically wrapped up season three. I uh, did a little bit more on the kingdom of God and the original church's view on statism, which actually was a pretty good episode. I did a a similar one in season four, so there's some... uh, I guess, overlapping content there because I'm citing specific verses. And so some of those verses are the same. But uh, that wrapped up season three, looking at the early church as that example for an alternative movement with a corrupt society. And that brought us into season four, which I am now wrapping up with this episode, where I went into all of the various things that have been covered, basically everything I've been talking about this entire episode, I um, stepped back. And so instead of talking about now, all these various aspects of, uh, for example, the Rhodes Roundtable Group and the Society of the Elect. I didn't do a whole episode on that in season four. I, instead, I just did like two episodes on corruption and conspiracy and brought in that information and the government stuff and the finance stuff and the economic stuff and the education stuff and all the different things and brought all those in. So obviously, doing covering all of that that I had taken, say, five or six episodes to do 
And uh, looking at that in an episode or two, uh, that was something where, again, it's a macro perspective. It's an overview. There's not nearly as much detail, and it's getting into different information. I didn't even cover the same uh, conspiracies and aspects in the season four version, but uh, that's where season four is different because I was trying not to just cover the exact same stuff because that's kind of a waste for somebody that's already listened to the episodes that have come before. And it's also uh, no incentive to go back and listen to anything else and learn anymore. And so I wanted to cover different things from different perspectives. And so even though season four has been covering a lot of these topics, and I, I get a lot of those outlines from the earlier episodes and series that I've done, it still is touching on different information and from different perspectives. And that's season four. That's what we're wrapping up today. And that's all I got. I just wanted to share all of this for those that have not listened. I know many of you have not listened to these earlier seasons and episodes. Hopefully listening to this overview of them will uh, give you an idea of what you may or may not be interested in. And uh, maybe you want to dig into some of these that I've talked about today. So all of those are found on the website or probably on your favorite pod catcher, pod player, podcast reader. I don't know what you want to call those things, but on your podcast platform, you can find this. And if not, go to the website, ourfoundations.podbean.com. And with that, I guess I will end season four. I will end it with a thank you to the patrons, especially. Thank you very much to everybody that has donated money to keep this podcast going and kept me from having to fund it all myself like I was doing back in season one and into season two. And so thank you very much for that. I really appreciate that. I had uh, one or, yeah, I guess two different people that have reached out over the past few weeks and uh, donated some money directly. And so thank you very much for that. I've also gotten quite a few emails in lately on some of these past few episodes that apparently have resonated really well and you guys have really enjoyed those. So thank you very much. That's how I decide what I'm going to do in the future. And speaking of which, what I'm going to do in the future, that will be the next episode. I will give you an outline of what season five looks like. But if you want to give some input between now and then, you're welcome to. I am pretty much either going to go more into... I guess, Bible study, theology, philosophy, all related to this aspect of um, how do we interact with the state? How do we interact with society, with the culture that we live in today that is corrupt and that is immoral, but we don't want to be that way? How do we operate in a parallel society perspective? And uh, what does that look like? And this would be from a specifically Christian perspective. So that's what I am leaning towards. The other options would be covering some of the things that are going on in more of my personal life in real life and some very practical things such as getting this Agora venture uh, off the ground, which I've talked about in previous episodes, as well as running a homestead and the various aspects of that, running an agorist group locally, basically all of these things about uh, getting this parallel society going. If you remember, I believe that was last week's episode was all about building out the parallel society. So I could do a season on uh, just that, on how that is going, the evolution of that, uh, ideas on how you can get started with that yourself, 
these kinds of things. So if you have a strong input, then put it in. I know either way, I'm going to have some people that are really enjoying it and some people that would have no interest at all. I know not all of my listeners are Christian, and I know not all of my listeners are interested in uh, my details on the Parallel Society. So it's just going to be what it's going to be. And if you have input, then please do send that out. If you want me to consider that input, then send it out over the next few days, because otherwise I have probably already made that decision and am very firm in it. And yeah, I will not take that really into much consideration unless I get 100 emails all saying the same thing. So that's where we're going. I would like to encourage you, if you have not done so yet, to please do leave a rating or a review. I know sometimes on whatever you're listening on, it doesn't really have that option to just click the stars. Sometimes you have to log into an Apple account or a Spotify account or who knows what. But if you're willing to take that extra step and do that, that is very helpful for this podcast and getting out there and letting people see it and uh, then educating people. And I think that is a very important thing. That's why I do this show. And I think that is why you listen is to learn about these things. So if you want to share that with others and you are not one that is supporting financially, then that's another way that you can support the show is by doing a rating and or a review. Another way is to send me feedback, email me, talk to me and tell me about things. That is very helpful as well. But in general, just being a listener is supporting the show as well. So thank you very much for all of your various types of support. I'll be back next week with the beginning of season five. I'm out. Peace. This has been our Foundations podcast. Goodbye. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. (laughs) Bye-bye.